What's with he's alive, you? but I was gonna say, what's with you thinking these white men are already dead and they're not? <laughs> Tony Bennett is alive, Ridley Scott. I know alive. that they're all alive. <laughs> How does my mic sound, by the way? Do I need to get closer? Yeah, bring it a little closer. I want to hear that sweet, silky voice. Okay, hold on. Is this better? Say something. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Also, I didn't have tea tonight. Oh. Mm-hmm. No tea tonight. Are you, tonight. like, thrown off your mojo? No, I'm good, because we got plenty of tea in this outline. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, that's see what I did there? how Sue sees it. <laughs> Who's Sue? From Glee. Oh. <laughs> she had that show where she would say, and that's how Sue sees it. Wait, is Shuri trying to eat your hair? I have it in like a clip. So she's eating the clip. Shuri, can you calm down? She's like breathing in my ear. Like We have lots stop. to talk about and we don't need little Shuri breaks. I know. Especially Shuri. since your mommy needs to take you to her parents after this. Yeah. Are you going to Gammy's? Oh. And why is that? Cause I'm going on a trip in my favorite racket. <laughs> hey, to where? To Washington, <laughs> DC. Not. Oh my state. god! Wait, I get to see you in two days. That's so weird. You know, I was thinking about it, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know that I haven't seen Zach in person since May, but like, it honestly doesn't even feel like that because we talk so much. <laughs> like, I see your face all the time. <laughs> I guess so. And I'm yet I was, okay, that's rude. <laughs> and yet I was just thinking before this, I was like, it feels like it's been so long since last time we recorded, but it's been a week. It's been a week. Literally to the day. Yeah. We're also recording a day early again, but we're going to stop that next week. Stop that. So it's Monday right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can't wait to get tapas with you in 48 hours. Oh my God. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. How was your Thanksgiving, by the way? It was lovely. As good as That's a genocidal good. holiday can be. Ah! <laughs> I t- what did I tell you last week? It's just an excuse to eat food. That's all it is. Honestly, I, I literally, even the connection they're like attempting to make, I still don't get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, just eat food like I did. I almost vomited because I ate so much food. How was so your Thanksgiving? My- yeah, you you had Black Thanksgiving for the first time. Yeah. Oh, it treated me well. It treated me well. <laughs> I had a lot of a lot. I just had a lot. Okay. All of it was incredibly delicious, and I also had a lot of alcohol. As did Nick's mom. That was entertaining. Okay. We love <laughs> boozed up mamas. Um, we played this game. Uh, cheers to the governor. Have you heard of this? I've never heard of this before. It's like yeah. a drinking game where you go in a circle Ooh. and you count, but like when it gets to 21, whoever it lands on, they get to make a new rule. So like you could say, instead of 14, you have to bark like a dog. <laughs> and then whoever doesn't oh, do that. Oh, it's kind drink. of like circle of death. Kind of. Yeah. So Nick's mom made up some funny ass rules. Um, one of them, I think it was for number four. We had to jump up and say, woo ha, keep them all in check. <laughs> <laughs> That was her idea. Oh my God. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I had a good time though. Good. I'm glad. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you did too. (laughs) Um, We have a lot to talk about. Should we start? Do we though? 
I yeah, have. Oh my god, seven you added things. Stories. You've added yeah. things. Uh, okay. I, I don't have a lot of news, but I have seven entertainment stories, and you okay, have yeah. a lot to talk about as well. So let's just get started. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I kind of only have like two news stories that are in little multiple parts. So the first big story I wanted to discuss is that all three men were found guilty of murder and the killing of Ahmad Arbery last week on almost all counts. I think one of them, he, a couple of counts, he was not found guilty on, but it's mm-hmm. likely that all three of them will be in prison for the rest of their lives without the possibility of parole, which is good. I guess we could call that justice. But again, we have to remind ourselves every time right. that this shouldn't have happened in the first place. And specifically with this case, it likely would not have ever come to light and we wouldn't have gotten justice if it weren't for other innocent black people's deaths. Like, I think mm-hmm. it was because of George Floyd that Ahmad Aubrey's case was even brought to light because it took 10 weeks to result right. in an arrest. Right. So that's crazy. Yeah, um, it's a very difficult feeling to process. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to discuss with this case is early last week before the verdicts were read, the, one of the defense attorneys, hold on, uh, you know, I like making sure these people's names are read so that mm-hmm. we know. Read Laura, them, Zach. Laura Hogue. Um, Hogue? Yeah, Hogue, yeah. Blonde white lady who's a defense attorney uh, for the murderers in the case. She was giving a statement And I want to read this thing that she said. It's a pretty abhorrent thing that she said. Uh, Turning Ahmaud Arbery into a victim after the choices that he made does not reflect the reality of what brought Ahmaud Arbery to Santilla Shores in his khaki shorts with no socks to cover his long, dirty toenails. What? Yeah. So now we're commenting on people's toenails. But let's just be honest. It's just racism. And the jury is supposed to hear that and be like, oh, yeah. Like... I don't even know what she was thinking. It honestly was kind of disgusting. I mean, if you watch the clip of it, you can hear like an audible gasp from people in the room because it's just, it's like, we, we've been talking about this a lot lately, like beyond, well, not beyond racism because racism connects to everything, but like just the disrespect mm-hmm. for people who have lost their lives, who have been murdered. Right. Like he's dead and you're in cold talking blood. about his toenails yeah. in an effort to set his killers free. It's disgusting. It is, honestly. It, it just proves mad. the point further that like a lot of like straight up racist white people like dehumanize the fuck out of black people. Yeah. Like they would never talk about a dead white person like that. Even if it was like fucking Jeffrey Dahmer, they probably wouldn't. Yeah. And they and they try and well, Jeffrey Dahmer was attacked for his gayness, of course. Not saying he's not innocent, obviously. I'm not trying to defend oh Jeffrey Dahmer. That's a I'm I'm really not. Well that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just thought of like the worst person that they could possibly defend yes, that was yes, also yes. white. And <laughs> yes. Being from Wisconsin, Jeffrey yes. Dahmer was the first person that popped in my head. There's a lot of Wisconsin serial killers. It's kind of crazy. Crazy shit. Um Anyway, uh, but yeah, so I'm glad that the family's getting justice, but yeah. incredibly disgusted at that comment that Miss Laura Hogue made. Moving on, my second and last news story. So we have a name for the new COVID variant. It's called Omicron. I actually have a little story about this. Okay. Um, I was reading the news when Nick and I were coming back from New York on Friday. Mm -hmm. And that's when I first saw that it had been named. (laughs) 
not to shed light on this, but this is genuinely what happened. So Nick was driving and I was like, Omicron, isn't that a transformer? And I looked it up and it is. I was like, oh my God, they named it after a transformer. And he was like, honey, Omicron is it, it's from the Greek alphabet, just like Delta and like, like it's all from the Greek alphabet. I was like, <laughs> no, I, I genuinely did not know. That. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, I thought the same good. thing. I was like, that sounds robotic. Like, okay. where are they going with this one? Okay, good. Because I felt like complete dumbass in the car saying that, oh, they named the new COVID variant after Transformer. That's cool. <laughs> You're like, oh, they're getting hip with these names now. Yeah. Interesting. Jesus. Anyway. Little pop culture for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyway, the, so that's the new name. Um, and it's raising some alarms. Uh, a lot of countries have closed their borders. Biden just uh, today or yesterday, uh, he restricted travel to eight South African countries, um, which kind of sounds like it could be racist, but apparently that's where the variant originated. But yeah, mm. so it's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing because like I was saying last week or the week before, we should all get our boosters to protect ourselves, but also like where this new variant originated, there are a lot of people that just never got the vaccine period. So it's like a catch 22. Right. Have you gotten your booster yet? You have you got it scheduled or no? No, I need to. I was kind of waiting till after this DC trip because I know that like I know it's gonna take me out. Like I'm just gonna be completely out for yeah, a day. So I know that probably. I'm gonna have to like plan my work schedule around it. So I definitely want to get a booster. I'm not dilly-dallying, but I just know that I'm gonna be out for a day. <laughs> so I have to fit yeah. it in. I want to get it before I go to Detroit in like three weeks um but yeah just you know it's like we said last week let's just stay inside yeah let's just continue to work from home stay inside yeah don't go out don't don't make out out with strangers don't yeah just don't travel to bora bora i don't know places like that (laughs) i don't know just pop into my head uh (laughs) just be careful okay and that's consider it. Yes. And that's how Sue and- sees it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not with you. <laughs> I don't even know why I just started remembering that. Like yeah, it just the- popped into my head. Just, it's just always present in my mind. Honestly, it's <laughs> shivers. Okay. So yeah, it was on glee. Music. Music. well i was gonna say since we recorded last week on a monday we didn't get to talk about the grammy nominations the day that they came out which we would have if we would have recorded on tuesday so we're gonna talk about them this week okay um okay so i'm not gonna go through every single nomination because that's crazy and i'm also not gonna go through even all the big nominations i just wanted to like highlight people and albums and music that we've already talked about on the podcast so um something that's interesting is that olivia rodrigo and phineas who is billy eilish's brother co-writer and producer both landed nominations in all four of the big four categories which if you don't know those are record of the year album of the year song of the year and best new artist And this is particularly interesting because we knew that Olivia Rodrigo was going to land nominations in all these categories, of course. Did we? I wasn't quite sure. You weren't sure? I didn't think she was going to get album. 
Really? Even though I love that album, I didn't think she was going to get that respect from the Recording Academy, but I'm glad she did. Yeah. Well, the other thing that's getting me too is that, so Phineas won Producer of the Year in Non-Classical last year. And like this year he's nominated for Best New Artist as like a solo artist, but it still just does not sit right with me that he has like tons of Grammys from his work with his sister and he's still eligible for Best New Artist. And for folks who aren't familiar, there's like, this is probably, I think I've said this before, this is like the most controversial, controversial. You got it. (laughs) yeah (laughs) category this is the most controversial category in like all of them because it's very subjective as far as like who's eligible and who's not like a good example was a few years ago when post malone dropped his like first debut album they declared him not eligible for best new artist because the year before one of his songs that he dropped as a single that was on the album went was like too popular for him to be considered a new artist but then like other people like Megan Trainer, or like a really popular one is like Esmeralda Spalding. She was like around for a while, but one best new artist in whatever year, because that was like the first year that she actually became like more mainstream. It's just, it's really subjective and weird. So I just thought it was interesting that they put Phineas in best new artist. It's definitely political. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Something else that's interesting is that Doja Cat received nominations in three of the big four categories, which I thought was pretty significant considering that she's obviously not eligible for Best New Artist, which is also what's interesting to me about like Best New Artist being one of the like big categories is that like you could get in all of them, but like you could also like not even be eligible for one of them. So it's weird, Mm -hmm. but go Doja Cat. Y'all know I love that album. Um, and then also like just wanted to highlight some other nominees in like album of the year. So like Lil Nas, Lil Nas X, our friend, um, <laughs> got, <laughs> got nominated for album of the year with Montero, Planet Her, Donda, and Evermore were all nominated. And I read that there was some drama. People were mad because Taylor Swift and Kanye West both were kind of like last minute, like late term submissions for like the Grammys and they both got into album of the year and people are saying like, Oh y'all just put them in because of like their history because they like cause a lot of hype. I don't know, but it's whatever. Um, Saweetie also landed a best new artist nomination, which I'm just really proud of her. Um, and then also Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga's collab got a lot of nominations like throughout in pop and album of the year. And then I am also just really happy that Agatha All Along was nominated oh, for Best yeah. Written Song for Visual that, Media. <laughs> that's iconic. I hope it wins. Um, the thing I hope with so too. Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, I I think you could put money on this being his last project because he just gave his last live performance with Gaga recently on their tour because he has Alzheimer's now. So yeah. I think I'm not saying it's not quality because I've listened to that album and it's great but I think it got a bunch of nominations because it's probably his last project interesting interesting well we'll see if the Grammys pulls and Oscars with Chadwick Boseman not that Tony Bennett is dying or say. dead but I mean like you you know what I mean yes They're tra- yes. you know you know <laughs> um okay so that's uh the Grammys also I wanted to talk about some snubs Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is salty as hell because his album was eligible for uh, several rock categories and he didn't get any nominations. 
I thought he was a rapper. Now he's in rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, he switched it up. Um, so yeah, mm, teardrops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also another one that's really upsetting is that Megan The Stallion's only nomination was for her feature in Lil Nas X's album Montero, but she also only got one nomination like in the rap categories for Thought Shit, and that's it. So her album didn't get any nominations. But yeah, I thought you're talking about good news. Yeah. I thought that was 2020. Well, it came out after. I'm pretty sure it came out after. And then she only got nominations last year for Savage <sighs> as a single. See, this is confusing. They need to do what the Oscars do January 1st through December. <laughs> yeah, December 31st. <laughs> it's confusing. I know. It is Because I got mad. I was like, oh my God, Remy Wolf didn't get anything. And then I was reminded, oh, her album came out after eligibility. Well, you would think how like like most artists would be aware of that. Kind of like how the film industry like releases all the quote-unquote good movies like closer to yeah. a season like why don't musicians do that they just do whatever the fuck they want <laughs> i guess so i mean they make their money from tours so i guess that's their main concern tours sorry tours <laughs> <laughs> that um, and i feel like it's a lot music is a lot easily like more easily accessible year-round than i feel like film is i mean oh that's true you know i don't know yeah wouldn't that be weird if like you you could just um, stream a movie. No, no. I was gonna say, wouldn't it be weird if music was kind of like movies where you like streaming wasn't a thing and you had to go to like a concert first, listen to the music, and then a couple months later you could right. listen to it at home. Then you can listen to it. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh speaking mm-hmm. of snubs, I I mean maybe it's not tea, but like very interesting that Lord got nothing for that disappointing album. I said it. Gays were pissed, huh? and also casey speak was for upset. your people just kidding <laughs> but my people mm, that was more of a white girl album i think <laughs> um casey is disappointed because of course the whole like not being nominated for country snafu yeah and now mm, yeah tough um but that's okay Still if her. anything, the weekend has proved do not fuck with the academy. Just don't say shit about what they do to you because otherwise they'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. I keep forgetting that people can't see what I'm doing. Yeah. I just um did double middle fingers. <laughs> oh my god, quick side note that reminded me of something. Nick's mom taught me uh a gesture from back in the day that was like oh okay you the middle finger us. of like the 80s. You can show it's, us it's this. Where you like, <laughs> it's like a backwards L and you like flick it towards someone. Oh Apparently gosh. that was like, that was like the bird of, of her day. So the bird of to... her day. Yeah. The bird of her day. I love how Nick's mom is like a prophet and you're just like. <laughs> I live for Anne. She's funny. And you're just I'm like, sorry. oh my God, I've learned so much from Nick's mom. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's, it's Mrs. Bailey. In case she ever listens to this, it's Mrs. Bailey. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't call black people by their first name. I almost slipped a couple of times and said, Anne, uh, and I was like, <laughs> My ex boyfriend used to call my dad, my parents by their first name, and my dad hated it. <laughs> my mom would be like, I love when the kids call me Nancy. And my dad would be like, He should be calling me Mr. Reed. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, <laughs> they're so cute. Love you guys if you're listening. Um, yeah, so that's what's happening in the music industry. We also have Adele's um, single, Easy On Me, is back at number one on the Hot 100. 
And her album 30 debuted at number one on the Hot 200 of Coas. Um, and I believe this is her third number one on the Hot 200 chart. I actually didn't um, verify that. I meant to, but I'm pretty sure it said her third. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not a genius, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if it debuted at number 30? Okay, no, I know that it was for sure number one debut, but I don't know if it was her third number one, if you know what I mean. I don't think you got my joke. I, oh, yeah, because oh, 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 took me out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, did you forget something? There's something above the Adele thing you did not. Really <gasps> oh my say. gosh! How okay? Actually, this is mm-hmm. huge, you guys. Ah. I'm. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> you guys this is huge um because this is like literally like history being made in our time by a black man uh what okay billboard has officially confirmed that blinding lights by the weekend is the hot 100's greatest hit of all time and you must be wondering what how can they say that i'll tell you how they can say that okay oh so hot 100 was at number Get your shit together. God damn. (laughs) You guys, it's a Monday. I'm in like a silly, goofy mood. Um, Okay. Blinding Lights (laughs) was four, spent four weeks at number one. Okay. It broke the following records. It spent 43 weeks in the top five of the Hot 100, 57 weeks in the top 10, 86 weeks in the top 40, and 90 weeks total in the Hot 100. And that dethroned the last song that was considered the greatest how 100 hit of all time which was the twist and yeah actually so if y'all remember when like the twist yeah like come on baby let's do the (laughs) twist fuck i'm singing again (laughs) i love it when you sing um yeah and if you guys remember when blinding lights came out it was obviously a long time ago it only just left the hot 100 in september of this year so do we I'm like that song? The weekend. Oh, I love that song. I'd be like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the weekend. <laughs> um, I like it. And then I think after the first chorus, I'm like, okay, I've heard enough. Wow. Okay, rude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's just always interesting to me when songs are like this popular for such a long time like if you remember when closer by the chain smokers came out that song actually held the record i think they tied with like a uh gosh i can't remember who they tied it with but they like tied the record for like longest in the top 10 of the how 100 and they were in the top 10 for over a year like almost a year and a half straight top 10 old town road that was a big one too yeah no that one was like the longest at number one was recent was uh dethroning um despacito okay <laughs> i forgot um so yeah i don't know chart date is very interesting to me so i think it's cool because it's purely influenced by our behavior that is true mm-hmm. so if y'all are mad and salty about something being at the top and you don't like it just listen to something else oh <laughs> Also, speaking of data, Spotify rap is coming. Oh my and gosh. we will cover I it next week. I cannot wait. I'm going to poop my pants. 
I hope I'm not disappointed. I'm myself. actually, <laughs> I think I'm going to be disappointed in myself because oh. I truly don't know like which artists would be, I think maybe Doja Cat would be my number one, but I genuinely can't say that with confidence. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, this wait, year has been we, very unpredictable for me. Should we make like quick little bets about who we think is going to be our top artist <gasps> Ooh, and okay, top album? About our own, not about each other. Yeah, no, I know. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna do song because that's too it's too wide a slice. Yeah, song is like too difficult. But top I, artists, I think my top artist is gonna be Charlie XCX because I really hit my <laughs> phase with her this year. I love that. I love. I also love that you follow her on our um, podcast account because she yeah. is always at the top of our Instagram feed. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think album will probably be. Uh, Jesse wears what's your pleasure but the platinum pleasure edition that came out this summer with like eight extra songs because mm. that was Gotta my favorite album from last year and then just because she had more songs I was listening to it a lot so that's my that's my guess what about you Doja Cat for sure honestly I feel like every two years I go through a really heavy Ariana Grande phase and my last Ariana Grande phase was when Thank You Next came out. So I was due and I listened to a lot of Ariana Grande this year. Wait, but so are you I, saying that for artists or for album? Oh, for, well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Got pick I think, one. Okay, for artists, because Ariana Grande, I'm very like scattered. Like I don't listen to one album. I just listen to yeah. her as a whole. And yeah. actually that's consistent with how I've listened to her in the past. Like she's never in my top songs, but she's always in my top artists. Yeah, I think that's how Charlie um, will be for me. Yeah, it's like just across the board. I'll just be like, yeah. ooh, she just has a good voice. But Planet Her will definitely be like my one of my top albums. Um, okay. You got to lock it in because we're going to go. We're going to look know, back I'm at sorry, this I'm sorry, I'm and sorry. see if we are correct. I, I almost want to say Harry Styles. Hmm. I feel like at the beginning of the year, I listened to a lot of Harry Styles. Hmm. I don't know. It's too hard. Okay, just go with Ariana and Planet okay. Her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and then we'll okay, see if okay. we're right next week. I'm walking it in. <laughs> okay, anyway, should I get to entertainment? Because I have lots to discuss. Yeah, get through it. Okay. <laughs> Some very exciting entertainment news, which is funny because I feel like traditionally the week of Thanksgiving, there's usually like nothing because the industry usually goes to sleep for the holiday, but we have lots. So the first story of the day actually happened today about 20 hours ago uh so spider-man <laughs> the, the spider-man no way home tickets were released at 1201 a.m oh. today uh for spider monday and for we, spider monday that's what they called it i know uh, i love that you used that yeah uh and we both had a time getting our tickets but you know what we fucking got them we both no i did you spent 15 minutes on the internet with your boyfriend's <laughs> credit card <laughs> no no he was he was with me he stayed the night last night so he was with me and we were both he was trying the app and i was on the browser and i was getting like no luck like the amc site was just crashing but on his app he kept being able to get to the showing we wanted and get to the seating map and then it would say like error error and he just yeah. kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And then wow. finally, we got seats. Finally. Don't even talk to me about finally. Okay. It felt like it was a long time <laughs> in the moment, okay? I was having a panic attack. Okay. For those who don't know, I Zach spent 15 minutes um, getting tickets. I spent three hours. <laughs> I was up till 2 a.m. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, okay. No, no, no. But you, 
you started an hour before they were released. So what were you doing during that hour? Okay, no, but they started popping up at 1130. So I'm glad I did come early. Otherwise, I would have showed up at 12 and been fucked. I, I was I thought, fucked anyway. <laughs> I wonder if they released just all of them at 1201 Eastern. Because I thought they were going to do it, it by time zone. No, because I was seeing TikToks from people in Pacific. And they were like, me on the computer at 9 p.m. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we, we both got them and we're seeing it at the exact same time. So I think it's going to be kind of cool. Like when we'll be watching it, I'll be like, oh my God, Ely's watching this exact. So cute. So cute. (laughs) Um, so proud of us for dealing with that, but yes, um, pretty much every site crashed, AMC crashed, Fandango, uh, Cinemark, a lot of shit crashed. Um, but sorry to those who didn't get tickets. I can't empathize with you. Sorry to this man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's going to be a big, it's actually kind of exciting. It's exciting for the industry because we haven't seen tickets sell like this since Endgame. People were saying on TikTok that they don't even remember Endgame being like this. Websites crashed. Uh, yeah, I don't, I didn't, I didn't buy Endgame tickets like at midnight. I got them a couple of days after, I think, but it'll be interesting to see because, of course, Endgame opened with $350 million. Yeah, that's intense. Um, and most theaters don't have capacity restrictions anymore, so I, I'm very curious to see what it opens with. Yeah. But we'll be there. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> this is my yeah. first, like, big Marvel release, so I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. no. This is Actually, most... wait. No, I saw Avengers when it came out, but aside from that. <laughs> yeah, well, this is definitely going to be bigger than that. They've built oh, up the universe sure. since then. It's also been, like, 10 years. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be a big deal. Anyway, speaking of Zendaya, who's in No Way Home, Peter, you better catch her. I did I not like to see made her fall at the end of the I trailer. I love how you made that turn. Yeah. Speaking of Zendaya, as if it's her movie. <laughs> um, okay. It should. I love her. Anyway, it, should, it, it should be. Euphoria season two has finally been announced and it's coming really fucking soon. Um, it's starting on January 9th. So I need to get in my rewatch of season one in a month, basically, because I want to do that. You're going to rewatch it? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to rewatch season one and the two special episodes they released during the pandemic. Uh, it's been two and a half years since season one. I'm just so excited. The trailer, they released a little trailer with it. It looks great. I just, I love the show and I'm really excited. Uh, so that's that. I don't have a segue to the next one. But speaking another, of not Zendaya, <laughs> speaking of not Zendaya, another really exciting thing. Oh my God. A Clifford the Big Red Dog sequel. Why do Paramount. we need this? Why do um, we need this? <laughs> because the first movie, as you know from our media moment, was very charming and lovely. And as it turns out, it's the most watched film on Paramount Plus. So that's why it's getting a sequel. And I'm very Wait, excited. Really? Mm hmm. <laughs> Granted, that's not, I feel like that's not saying much because their subscriber count is low, <laughs> but you know, mm-hmm. so well, excited. good for Emily Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope they go on another adventure and learn more about love and community. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So another thing that came out last week, House of Gucci. House of Gucci came out last week to mediocre reviews. I don't know if you saw this but it did not get the best of reviews. People were saying it was uh, overlong. It's like two hours and 45 minutes long or something uh, like that. Yeah. People are saying it's overlong. <laughs> Lady Gaga, apparently her character disappears from the movie during the third act. And it's like about her, the first two acts. 
So I feel like momentum really has died down for this. Um, it didn't, it made a good amount of money at the box office, but disappointing, I would say. So today I added this today, the Gucci family issued a statement today. You want to hear what they said? I do. I really do. Okay. The production of the film did not bother to consult the heirs before describing Aldo Gucci, who's the president of the company. And they portrayed the members of the Gucci family as thugs, ignorant, and insensitive to the world around them. <laughs> they added that the picture attributes a tone and an attitude to the protagonists of the well-known events that never belonged to them. This is extremely painful from a human point of view and an insult to the legacy on which the brand is built today. Now, this isn't new because I feel like <laughs> less Hollywood films than you would think get the blessing of like the families right, or people right. that are involved in these incidents. But I think it's it's particularly harsh. And there's another interesting point they made where, because apparently the film paints the picture of Patrizia, who's played by Lady Gaga, as like a woman fending for herself in a male-dominated company, a sexist company. But in their statement, the Gucci's were like, actually, no, we were very inclusive during the 80s and 90s. Thank you very much. Um, we were we progressive. Sure, yeah, we made sure women were hired. I mean, I, I doubt the legitimacy of that. We but. made sure women were hired as seamstresses and cleaning ladies, but... Ah! <laughs> See, the Gucci's, they're not a fan. They're not a fan of House of Gucci. That's not surprising, honestly, though. Like, yeah. I feel like movies twist and turn shit in a way that it's so far from the truth for just, like, the sake of drama that, like, of course they're going to be insulted. It's a, it's a movie. True. Yes. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, so the next story, here's a segue. You ready for this? Who directed mm-hmm. House of Gucci? Ridley ah. Scott. Who directed wow. The Last Duel? Ridley Scott. Wow. The Last Duel, if you don't remember, it was a film starring Jodie Comer that I want to watch just for her at some point. Um, but so you haven't out, watched it yet? No, because uh, wow. it came out in theaters only in like late September. Oh, okay. uh, so he directed that. It did not do well at the box office. And it during an interview, the interviewer asked him if he thought it was a marketing issue because it was it was like the last of the old Fox movies that Disney inherited with the merger. So mm-hmm. they were wondering, oh, did Disney drop the ball? Cause it's not their movie technically. And he said, no, no, no. I don't think it was Disney at all. They did a fantastic job. And here's his direct quote as to who he blames. I think what it boils down to what we've got today are the audiences who were brought up on these fucking cell phones. The millennium do not ever want to be taught anything unless you were told it on the- <laughs> Wait, unless you were told it on the cell phone. This is a bad stroke. <laughs> but I think we're dealing with it right now with Facebook. There's oh, a mis- stop. misdirection that has happened where it's given the wrong kind of confidence to this latest generation. Damn. I have so many notes. It's like that 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 famous onion article that's like breaking news. Old man shakes fist at sky. <laughs> it's like calm down. Oh my god, the millennium. <laughs> <laughs> the millennium <laughs> singular <laughs> oh my god that is the funniest thing i've read and i've heard in a really long time honestly yeah. that's like the pinnacle of like salty boomer <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean he is old he's like 85 oh my god yeah <laughs> so i'm sorry it's just so funny to me he's so mad so they whenever just, I do they this. blame everything on us they blame literally exactly. everything on us yeah so whenever i do watch the last duel i'll just be thinking about ridley scott shaming a millennium because yeah <laughs> i better not pull out my phone when i watch it 
He, the ghost of Ridley Scott will come and choke you. What he's alive, you, but I was gonna say, what would you thinking? These white men are already dead, and they're not. Tony Bennett is alive. Ridley Scott. I know alive. that they're all alive. <laughs> okay, I'll just say his spirit okay. will come choke you because okay. you can be spirit. It's true. I hope not. <laughs> anyway, I got two more stories. Okay, sorry. The next story. Do you remember Jesse Smollett? Remember that whole incident three years ago where mm. he... Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, for those who don't remember, Jesse Smollett was a main actor on that show Empire. And he came out with an accusation that he had been hate crime, that two men had attacked him and slipped a noose around his neck and said, like, welcome to MAGA country or something in New York City. And then after some investigation, it was revealed that this was probably a hoax. And then the two men that allegedly attacked him were hired by Jesse Smollett for like only like four grand a piece to attack him. And the theory is that like Jesse Smollett, like this was his ploy to like get more recognition, like basically orchestrate a hate crime and then get people to feel bad for him. And then his fame would rise. Obviously it did the exact Mm. opposite. So I don't know why it took so long, but this week he's finally going on trial for those charges, the hoax charges. Um, and it could result in jail time and some serious fines because he took up yeah. the resources of the police department, obviously, and the city. Well, now I have a question. Yeah. Are the people that he hired facing jail time? <laughs> like, where do they fall in this? Um, they could because it's like. Like a conspiracy type of thing. Yeah, I, I, this article didn't mention it specifically, but I can imagine they're not just like off the hook. I mean, maybe if they struck some sort of deal for like information. Maybe they got like a plea. I don't a know. Plea deal. But I just completely forgot all about this. And I saw the story today. I was like, oh yeah. Huh. <laughs> I was thinking that earlier today when I was, or not earlier today, literally right before we started recording and I looked at this document. I was like, Jesse Smollett. Wow. Mm-hmm. What's he up to? Yeah. <laughs> so it should be a pretty short trial. So maybe we'll get the results next week. We'll see. <laughs> but my last story of the day, we finally reached the end of entertainment. So starting with next year's Brit Awards, the Brit Awards is a British music award show. It's pretty mm-hmm. popular. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. starting next year with the February 8th show, they are removing gendered categories in favor of gender neutral categories. So they used to have best male solo artists, best female solo artists, and best international male solo artists, and best international female solo, solo artists. So now it's just going to be best solo artist and best international solo artist period so that's cool because it is is a big show so (laughs) apparently sam smith was one of the people who helped uh orchestrate this and advocate oh that's good that's Mm -hmm. good yeah i feel like even for people who are not non-binary um like cisgendered men and women i feel like it's still a positive thing that like women can compete with men just the same you know I think it's like I think it's high time we ditch the gendered categories like for what yeah but of course there was blowback to this from people in the industry it's just like uh this has been floated out there briefly like for Emmys and Oscars and the people that dissent against it they're like oh, you're decreasing the chances for someone to win if you're removing an entire category. And I just think that defense is so funny every time because it's like, are you not confident in your work? Like I see what you're saying realistically because you're not wrong, but also it's just kind of funny. You're like, well, I I have less of a chance of winning. 
It's like, okay, then be better. (laughs) (laughs) But also, interestingly enough, uh, who was it? I think it's, uh, it's either the Directors Guild or like a regionally specific Directors Guild. Uh, When they give out awards, they actually have best male director and best female director, but they do that so that women actually have representation and they have a chance so that they're not overwhelmed by the male nominees yeah so it's an interesting quandary because it's like well we certainly don't want that to happen we don't want like seven men being nominated and only three women right that's a good point so it's like a good thing but interesting to discuss anyway but i think it is a good thing so go brit awards go brit awards yeah we love the brits ding dong ding dong brit awards (laughs) It's this Val Garland, so for those who don't know. I we don't do a very good job, but we, we okay. tried our best. Oh, Sherry's squeaking. Yeah, she found her ball. So cute. Oh, is there any way we could <laughs> remove the ball? <laughs> oh, she stopped after I said that. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. Hold on. Now she's like, wants me, like she thinks that I'm playing with her. So oh. she's like running around with it. All right, whatever. I'll just get started and see what she does. Um, (laughs) Pop culture. Okay, when I tell you I scoured the internet, it's it's been a quiet week. Okay, everybody was with their families. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I have like two things, and one of them is also depressing. So. Uh. (laughs) Okay. Um, The one thing that I I had to bring up. So you know the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade happened. Yeah. Um, this is just something I saw on TikTok that I was like, I have to talk about this. The video is this girl that was present, like zooming in on the Blues Clues flow. And she goes, all three Steves, <laughs> all three Steves, which in reality, their names are Steve, Joe, and Josh. Um, but it really, it was all three Steves. <laughs> present like Blues, Blues Clues, Clues, No Way Home. <laughs> Literally, it was. <laughs> It was super cute and um, just made us 90s babies very happy that like OG Steve is like back in the limelight, I guess. Still short. Um, yeah. Is he short for real? Uh, yeah. Did you not see wait him on a minute. Ho- wait a minute. Hold on. He's tiny. Steve. I feel like I look something up during one of my segments every single week. Steve Blue's Clues. Here we go. Where is his Wikipedia page? Oh, why is Miss A talking to you? Oh, she sends me a reminder every single day at 8.35 p.m. And she says, drop everything and read. But I never do uh, it. Interesting. But I like to have that. Um, oh, come on. Give me his height. Give me his height. Oh, God, he's 48. All right. <laughs> okay. Remember you said I'll keep it quick. She's okay, got sorry, a little sorry, Google sorry. journey. Okay. So next, um, the first black man to be an artistic director at Louis Vuitton passed away at age 41 from cancer this past weekend. His name was Virgil Abloh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very sad. He also has another clothing brand called Off-White, I believe. Yeah, he, he started that. Yeah. Um, a very influential man in the fashion industry, sadly, similar to Chadwick, Bo- Chadwick Boseman, like hid his cancer diagnosis up until he passed away. So very sad, but a lot of like celebrities and people that he worked with are like saying things um, like positive things about him in his passing. So RIP. And he was the acting artistic director. Yeah, I believe so. 
Oh, I don't know. Really sad. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay, y'all. I'm I'm sorry. I don't know how to transition after sad news. Okay. Um, not sad news. Kim Kardashian and Northwest joined TikTok, and the comments are everything. Have you seen these comments? No. Hey, listen. <laughs> she does it again. She's shaking her bed. She's digging. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Just 10 minutes. Hold on. Sorry. Let me something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's been good recently, and tonight she's just on one. Maybe she knows you're leaving. <laughs> okay so northwest and uh kim kardashian joined tiktok together of course and the comments are just perfect let me read some of them on their videos okay um okay ready somebody comments and said north was there a tall white guy at thanksgiving <laughs> uh- <laughs> and someone said northeast show us the tall funny pale man <laughs> <laughs> And then people say, have you seen that trend where you show all your parents bake info? (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, okay, North, have you ever heard of this game called Zell? It's super fun and easy to learn. (laughs) (laughs) So people were saying that on that TikTok she did with Stormy, where like, hey, have you heard of this fun little game called Venmo? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I just love that everybody is like very unified on this. Mm-hmm. like it's the same comments um that's all i had for pop culture um wow i know it was a quiet week i'm sorry you guys that's it'd okay. be like that shuri filled it with noise <laughs> certainly are you ready for the media moment i am i'm very interested to hear what you have it's time for the media moment Am I, wait, am I going first or no? Yes, you're going first. Ah, okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say this, y'all. I reluctantly gave this my media moment moment, but. um, I don't know why. I don't know why either. We'll talk about it. Okay, so my media moment for this week is Hawkeye, the first two episodes, of course, on Disney Plus. Um, I don't know why I wasn't, it wasn't like jumping out at me at first, um, like to make it my media moment because I did enjoy it. It was it was enjoyable. I was actually I said this at another podcast episode. I don't like Haley Steinfeld for no reason. I just don't like her. Yeah, I don't know um, what your problem is. <laughs> I I honestly I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was really good. Um, I will say the child actor that played young version of her that was. Uh, we yeah, won't talk about brief. that though. It was brief. Though. It was brief. Um, yeah, but happy to see clint barton on the screen again i'm excited for echo i'm just i'm actually this show i'm 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 intrigued they got me they did get me okay um yeah i also watched um yeah i think my well my favorite thing about the first two episodes was the rogers the musical scene because that was just funny. Oh my God. Shit. I could not wait. When I was watching this, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for Zach to see this. <laughs> it was so funny. It's so funny. Um, but I also just love the the vibe. I mean, just like it, it was it was very strange actually, because on our way back from Nick's parents in Long Island, we actually drove through Manhattan to see 
like Rockefeller Center and things. Rogers like the musical. For, well, I mean, we drove past like Radio City and Rockefeller Center and we saw all these things. And I and then I watched Hawkeye the next day and it was just weird because I was like just there. But I really like the vibe they've cultivated of like New York. It's the holidays. It's like nighttime. There's lights. I just like that vibe. And I like how they're pulling. They're actually pulling a lot from the comments, especially uh, Matt Fraction's run of Hawkeye. That was from like the early 2010s, I want to say. Uh but specifically Kate Bishop and how she comes from a rich family. And I think that's really interesting because she's clearly a rebel. And I think, I don't want to spoil, I'm not going to give away my theories, but Vera Farmiga, I think there's more, there's more to her and her character. She plays Kate's mom. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's more going on with her. Okay. Because, I know she know, in the com. Oh. What? I was going to say, I know in the comics, instead of the dad dying, she dies and then yeah, she's yeah. not dead. And then she's actually a villain. Yeah, the dad is in the comics. I thought it was the mom. Well, it's both of them. Like the dad in the comics, the dad becomes, it's complicated, but I'm just saying, oh, I, okay, think, okay, okay. I know that Kevin, he likes to pull from the comics, but also like sometimes do switchy ruse here and there. Switchy yeah so we'll see what happens but i think there's definitely more to her especially since they cast vera farmiga right right yeah she can play like she can play villain so we'll see i will say too i loved the line that she's had where she said to um kate she's like young people and rich people think they're invincible and you've always been both well like you're not i was like oh and she and then she was like i i used to be i used to be one of them Right? Or she says something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I enjoyed it. It's uh, good. We'll see where it goes. I think six episodes is a good length. I don't know if it could sustain like eight or nine, like WandaVision. WandaVision. So Sorry. we'll see. Maybe we'll talk about it again once it's over and we have like a yeah. definitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, should I talk about my media moment? Please do. Okay. Oh, damn. Sure. She catapulted into frame. Damn. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to talk about my media moment. So I saw a film, the local Baltimore theater on Saturday that I've been eagerly anticipating called Come On, Come On. It is directed, written and directed by Mike Mills, who wrote and directed Beginners and 20th Century Women previously, which are two amazing films that I loved very much. And I want to read, I actually, I don't normally do this for media moments, but I want to read a plot synopsis so that I'm able to be concise with it. And then I'll talk about why I loved it so much. Okay. So in Come On, Come On, Johnny, who's played by Joaquin Phoenix, comes to the aid of his semi-estranged sister, Viv, played by Gabby Hoffman, when she needs to go to Northern California to help her mentally ill husband seek treatment. A shared background of pain and words they couldn't take back had separated the two siblings after their mother's death. Now, Viv asked Johnny to step in to take care of her precocious son, Jesse, played by Woody Norman, in Los Angeles. And Johnny, Joaquin Phoenix, he is kind of like a NPR public radio guy. And the film opens with him and his coworkers in Detroit doing interviews with kids from Detroit about their future. Like they're doing, you know, that I think that like it's a podcast or radio show called This American Life. Have you heard of that? I think, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that, where it's just like it's bare bones, like going across America and interviewing people. 
Okay. So that's what Johnny does. But the cool thing, and I did not know the, this about the film until I was sitting down and watching it. So they have multiple scenes of them interviewing kids. Like I said, they start in Detroit and then he does some interviews in LA. He does some interviews in New York. He does some interviews in New Orleans. And they're actually real kids that they brought in. So Joaquin Phoenix is in character interviewing them, but the kids are real. And so hearing them talk about their future, what scares them, what they're hopeful for, what their communities mean to them, how it influences how they see the future. And that's a big theme of the film is how kids like view the future. I just thought that was really cool and really moving actually, because some of the things they said, which were unscripted, of course, were just heartbreaking or really inspiring. Uh, So that was cool. But also the film is very much about like uh, Mike Mills. He loves to make films about parenthood because beginners is based on his relationship with his father and 20th century women is based on his relationship with his mother. And I feel like this is kind of a combination because like Johnny is sort of serves as a de facto father to Jesse when he's watching over him. Cause he starts taking Jesse around with him to do these interviews because his sister is tied up with her husband and his mental health. But this time I think the focus was on the parents specifically on Gabby Hoffman's character and how they navigate life with this boy. And I think it's suggested that he's on the spectrum sort of, mm-hmm. or he's, he's neurodivergent in some way. I think that yeah. was suggested. Uh, but I just thought it was really beautiful. It, it's filmed in black and white, which I mm. think was meant to, to make it feel sort of timeless uh, cause there's this through line too, on like the power of audio, like the power of these, recordings that they're they're sort of eternal yeah and that's also compared to like the architecture of these cities that they're in I I just thought it was it said a lot but in a very like intimate way and that's what Mike Mills is really good at and he makes films about like real people like real humans yeah like the shit that we deal with but also the like the love and beauty in the world um and this is definitely my favorite film of this year I would say it really moved me. There's only one other film I think that has the potential to pass it. And that's uh, Red Rocket by Sean Baker because he's my favorite Mm. director. So I'll I'll get to see that in like a month and that might surpass it. But I thought this was pretty perfect. Wow. Um, And also over the credits, I I say for the whole credits and this isn't a Marvel movie because (laughs) over the whole credits, they were playing recordings from the kids. They were playing more recordings. So- I just thought it was lovely and I recommend and I cried a little bit at the end. Of course you did. (laughs) Yeah. And I honestly think this might be Gabby Hoffman's like maybe moment for like best supporting actress if they push her enough because I thought she was fantastic as this like mother who's dealing with so much like this kid that just sucks up so much of her energy and her husband they didn't make it clear if they're still together if they're divorced but he's has severe mental health issues and that burden she feels to like take care of him because he has no one else yeah but they also highlighted like i i you know a lot of films will rest on like oh this woman she's so like strung out she's so like harried but we also got to see like what she's passionate about like what brings her happiness what brings her joy what makes her feel connected to the people around her and i really love that so a great film wow Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that 
Mark's edited this episode, and I feel like a dummy because I literally put this at the top of the outline, but I'm glad I didn't forget. Did you know it's our 30th episode? I do now. Yeah, this is our 30th episode. We made it to the big 3-0, baby. Wow. Mm-hmm. How cute. You That's crazy. Can you believe? I know. We've done it this really 30 is. times. <laughs> I mean, it really is crazy to me. Like, I, I, I don't want to get all sentimental. Maybe I oh. do, but... You know, like when you go on Spotify and you scroll through those episodes, I'm just like, wow, we like, we made all of this ourselves. We did all of this ourselves and we've produced, it's probably close to like 40 hours of content at this point. Cause I know we, oh most God, of our episodes yeah. are over an hour. Um, and I just think that's cool. And I'm really proud of us. Wow. Well, claps for you for editing 30 episodes. Thank you. Wow. I and know. claps I, for it, you for keeping up with like these Instagram posts you've been doing. <laughs> are so oh, funny. really you think i'm yeah. funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i'm funny sometimes yeah and thank you you know you always you always save the recordings and upload them for me i, so. I do i do do that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah look at us ring a ding ding that's me patting myself on the back <laughs> and patting you on the back in spirit thank you how about uh, as a little assignment in honor of our 30th episode, every person who's listened to this, tell 30 of your friends to listen. Oh my God. On Instagram. <laughs> uh, if you know 30 people, I'm sorry, honestly. You got to do it. It's an assignment. I just assigned it to you. You have to do it. <laughs> I don't we care if you put, make a post. Yeah. yeah. We will be checking back next week. Although it's yeah. shocking to me that you think people have 30 friends <laughs> i'm going to multiply that because i can't see who listens to the episode but i can see the number so i'm going to multiply that number by 30 and if we don't have those amount of followers by the next episode oh. what are you going to do i'm going to bring the gavel down <laughs> <laughs> we're going to hurt your ears <laughs> when you least expect it oh okay we should go because you have to go to your parents you get ready for his flight tomorrow and come see me i'm excited about that i'm not excited about getting up at 4 a.m but it's okay wait that's when you're getting up well my flight out of milwaukee starts boarding at 5 20 now i know I'm so sorry. I'm also getting up early tomorrow, yeah. but not as early as you. I'm getting my car fixed tomorrow, so I got to take it to the dealer. Car fixed? What happened to your car? Oh, I can tell you after this. I don't want to like take up the airtime. <laughs> it's fine. It's not. A, okay. It'll. It's like a 24 hour fix. It's oh, fine. okay, okay. Yeah, but I'll be okay. Hopefully. So I hope okay. everyone has a good night. We'll everyone talk to you have next a week. great night. Yep. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <gasps>